0: control of it all and um and so this week um last week we i did first corinthians 13 and this week i'm not doing first corinthians even though it might look like we're doing it we're not really doing it um i forgot to let leslie know and and i was gone all week and and so um we just failed to communicate on that one i am blame it on leslie since she's not in here yes yeah, sweet she's not in here perfect So, it's her fault, not mine. (laughs) Just kidding, it's all my fault. There she is, she popped her head and she heard me. (laughs) No, it was all my fault. Um, But anyways, um, but it's going along that same line about loving, loving, and loving people, and and serving people, and so um, we're going to sort of continue that theme um, this week. And so... It just has a little bit different of a twist in it. I'm not going to, you know, grab Chris and tell him for better or for worse for sickness and health today. Because um, I did that last week and I didn't want it to get weird on him again. So, um, but anyways, the first, first verse is Philippians 2, 1 through 11. It says, therefore, if any of you have encouragement for being united with Christ, if any comfort, for, um, comfort for his, from his love... If any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then uh, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourself, not looking to the own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who in being who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be, um, to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, by taking the very nature of serving, or servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, and being humbled, himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So I purposely read that like that, because when I read this verse, it's really hard for me to read that verse like that. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like that verse is a almost like a pep rally in the way that verse needs to be read. Because if we understood what that verse is I don't think we could just read it like I just read it and be okay with it. Because we know the very nature of God that Jesus Christ gave up everything gave up the power of God himself to come here on earth. He made himself nothing and became man. He gave it all up for you and me. See, the thing is, is rather, in verse 7, it says, Rather he be made nothing, being taken the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. And he gave him a name that is above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess. In heaven and in in earth and under the earth. That Jesus Christ is Lord. If we understood the power that comes with the name of Jesus, I feel like I've just tapped into a little bit of it. I think we've just tapped into a little bit of the power of what comes with the name of Jesus. Because we sang a song that said, Chains break, fear gone. But then why do we walk in fear and trembling when circumstances come our way? Why do we allow ourselves to stay in the bondage that so easily entangles us from not allowing us to get where God's called us to be? But there is freedom that comes with the name of Jesus. but it's because of what Jesus did that God gave him the name that is above every name. He gave up everything for you and me. He put himself on the cross for you and for me. Those nails that he had nailed into his arms And his legs were because of you and me, or for you and me. He wanted to give up everything he had to become down here on earth so he could show us how to live a life. I guarantee Jesus had times where he was tempted or times where he felt insecure or like there was, there was, um, tempted of being these different things. But never once did he ever fall into sin. And that's why it's through Christ all things are possible that he, when, when something comes up against us, he always gives us an out. There's always a thing that we can do because of Jesus Christ. He gives us the strength to carry on. But I also want to bring attention to the first couple of, ch- or first couple of verses. And it's two, three, four, or five. It says, see, it says, like-minded, same love, one spirit, one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition and vain conceit. Value others above yourself. Not your own interests, but the interests of others. And have the same mindset as Christ. See, when I read that, the first in verse 2 it says. That my joy, or then make my joy complete by being. It says, "Then, then make my joy. The my was small, so I take that as Paul was writing it. But when I look at that and try to view it through a different lens and say, you know what? I think you can easily say, through God's joy. It brings God joy when we become like minded when we have the same love as him for others, when we become one spirit with him, when we become one mind, we don't do things for ourselves, we do things for others. We value others above ourselves. Not just, not for my interest, because we want to see other people go higher than us. And we can look at this verse and and digest it some. But we realize that Jesus gave it all up for us. In Mark 10, verse 45, it says this, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus Christ came, not to be served, but to serve. In Matthew 20, 26 through 28, and actually if you read Mark 10, 43, 44, and 45, it says the same thing. It says, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to serve and give his life a ransom of many. When you look at that, it goes against really what our world has to say about it. Servanthood is not a way to the top. at least from my experience in climbing the corporate ladder. You do whatever you want to do to get there and you might be nice and then all of a sudden you get to the next place, something else happens, you just keep on going. That's not the way God has designed it. But I feel like when we come, what God says and what the world says are two different things. Because for me, my thought on this scripture verse and my thought as a as a pastor and as a leader, is if I can't go over here and clean the toilets, then I have no right being up here in front of you. If I, if I can't go clean the toilets, and the reason I say clean the toilets is because that's probably the, we don't really wash each other's feet anymore. And that washing the feet was the grimy part and I'll get into that in a bit. But the toilets is pretty gross and disgusting. But if I can't do that, I don't deserve even to get up here and play. Because leadership is servanthood. Because I want to serve the body of Christ with everything that I have. And that's what Jesus did. He gave up the powers to be, to come down and clean up our junk, our poo, like the toilet. He gave up everything he had to be like you and me. To walk us through the junk, to walk us through all of the circumstances that we so easily come into snare and bondage with that we pick up those chains and decide, oh, we want these chains because we like these chains more than we like our freedom for some reason. And we're all guilty of it. But if we knew the power and tapped into the full power of Jesus Christ, what greater things could we do? If we can become servants, serve those around us like Jesus, loving one another like Jesus. Last week I, I told you or quoted you, whatever, I don't, however you want to say it, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. That's been my heart's prayer. And it's going to continue being my heart's c- prayer. Because I want the Lord to break my heart for what breaks His heart. I want to see every single one of these chairs filled. Not because I want to make Jonathan or myself or Spirit of Life look good. I want to make God look good. I want God people in this community to see God like they've never seen him before because i'm telling you there's a real place out there and it's called hell that people are going to when they die if they don't know jesus christ as their personal lord and savior it's reality and i want people to come in and hear god's word and hear God, feel god's presence and be changed has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with Jesus Christ. Because I want God's presence to reside in my life and in this place. So my question then comes is, how can I serve? How can I be a a better pastor? How can I be a better person? Because I want to clean the toilets. That means I want to walk through the junk with you, walk through the highs and the lows. because everybody has lows but let me tell you I want to see you guys get through those and get to the highs I look at David and jo- or David and uh, Joseph and David learned at a young age to serve He served his father out with the sheep, and then he served um, King Saul playing. And yet, it took a long time before he became king. But yet, it was in those dark times in that time where he learned how to serve that God gave him the tools that he needed to learn how to be the king. Same thing with Joseph. Joseph went through many different trials and many different things. But where did he end up? He ended up saving his family. God gave him the tools to become the right-hand man through all the stuff that he went through. And if we can walk together, hand in hand, serving one another through the junk and through the trials and through the tribulation that we are going to come out on the other side far greater than what we've ever imagined. Why? Because it says in Isaiah fifty-five eleven, so in my word that goes out of my mouth it will not return empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve that the purpose for what I send it. God's word never comes back void. What God said, it will happen. And God is calling people closer to him. He wants everybody to get to heaven. But the thing is, is there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And I said last week that they will know that we are disciples by our love for one another, how we serve one another, how we help one another, That's what gets people knowing Christ, our Savior. It's by our actions. We can have the best words, and I can say all the right things, but if it's not in my heart, what does it mean? Our goal needs to be come alongside one another and serve one another. Hand in hand as a body of Christ, that we may show this world that we love Jesus with everything that we have. In John 13, 1 through 17, was the Lord's Supper, the Passover festival. And the thing was, is that we did it this morning, and I asked them to leave it up here. And, and yes, they, this wasn't exactly what they were doing at the, the, the whole point of the festival. wasn't necessarily to, to take communion. It wasn't, uh, you know, Jesus wasn't, I mean, that's, when they came, it wasn't like, hey, let's celebrate Jesus dying. That's not what it was all about. But the thing was is Jesus got up after he ate the meal. And I don't know exactly where Jesus, they took communion and and, and in this story exactly where it was and in the whole thing of that whole night that happened. But it says... This, in verse 4, John 13, 4, it says, So he got up from the meal he took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Can you just see Jesus taking off his outer outer garment, setting it down and Wrapping a towel around his waist. And and when I said about the uh, the toilets, this is what Jesus was doing. He, He was getting down, and he was kneeling at the feet of his disciples, washing their feet. And I know there's people in here that don't like feet, but... The feet at that time were even more disgusting than the feet nowadays because most people at least take a shower every once in a while. Back then it was probably a lot less. And they walked through a lot of stuff because they walked everywhere. And he got down and he washed his disciples' feet. And it wasn't probably just, oh, good job. You know, I imagine that Jesus knelt down at his disciples' feet and looked them in the eye. And he told them how awesome they were, how much he loved them, how much he cared for them, how much he longed for them because he knew what was going to happen. He was leaving them. And I bet you he was down there crying as he washed their feet. Telling them, hey, I love you. You're going to make some mistakes, but don't worry. I care for you. I'm going to wash this junk off your feet because there's something so great for you that I have in store for you. That you're actually, you know what, you're going to die for me. You don't even know that yet, but you're going to die for me. And they got, he got down and dirty and washed the disciples' feet. And then verse 14, it says, now that, I, now that I, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set this as an example to you that you should do as I have done. And this just amazes me. As I read this, as I read this passage, there was something that stuck out to me. As I was saying earlier, I don't know when Jesus brought the bread. He, he took the bread and he broke it. You know, and he, he said, you know, as I break it, this is my body broken for you. But he, but he gave it to all of his disciples, all 12 of his disciples. He said, here, this is my body. It's broken for you. Then he He took the cup and he said, this is my blood that's being poured out before you. Do this as often, it's remembrance of me. So that verse is in 1 Corinthians that that I just quoted, but but the Lord's Supper and the, the Last Supper are the same. So I'm not sure exactly where that was exactly in the order, but I do know this, and this is the part that amazes me even more about Jesus, is that he did this, He washed his disciples' feet, even though he knew Judas was going to deny him, or betray him, excuse me. He got down on his feet in front of Judas, the man that betrayed him. And he washed his feet. He went through the junk and the mire of Judas because he loved him. Because he cared for him. Even though he knew in a few hours that Judas was going to turn his back on him and, and betray him. He did it to, to Peter, who denied him three times. He knew, he even, he even said, Peter, you're going to deny me. But he still did it. And the Lord has really been challenging me these last few weeks is regardless of what people do how are you going to treat them are you going to serve them like I serve It's a hard question to answer Are you going to serve those people? Are you going to honor them even though they hurt you? I tell you what my heart says. Or my mind says no. But when I want to be more like Jesus Christ, and that's my goal, is I want to reflect The glory of God to other people. I want people to see Jesus through me. And so, no matter how hard it is, I've got to get down and walk through things with people, even if they've hurt me. That's really hard to swallow for me speaking for you for me it's really hard to swallow because if we're the body of christ if we want to be more truly like god then we've got to be more like god and so we wash the disciples feet like jesus did you know the bible talks about honor give honor where honor is due in service Because because when I read that verse at the very beginning Jesus gave him a name that is above every name and in Philippians it's because he gave up everything and the more that we give up the more we give up of our flesh the more that we give up of ourselves, the more we become like Jesus. You know, this morning I said I want to honor a few people. These people have no clue that I'm doing this. You know, there's some people here that have, actually I I just, shoot, I. Pastor Greg's not in here, but Kathleen, you're in here. If it wasn't for Pastor Greg and Kathleen, this church wouldn't be here. Plain and simple. They came back to relaunch this church. Restart it. Let me tell you, as a pastor, I'm I'm saying this from, from experience. I'm not saying that this is what Pastor Greg and Kathleen have been through, but I know what I've been through, and I can guarantee it's similar. You know the people that hurt you the most are the people that are closest to you. You know how many things that have been said to me that, man, there's times where I want to throw in my towel and say I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I'm tired of this, God. It happened several months ago back in December. When my blood pressure was so high, I I cried out and said, God, I will do anything else you want me to, but I don't want to be a pastor anymore. But God told me to be a pastor, so that's what I'm going to be, and I'm going to do it with my whole heart and everything that i got in me. But I'm telling you, sometimes being a pastor really stinks. If I can be really truthful and honest with you. And I'm not saying this because I want you to be like, oh Bo, I, I love you. That's not why I'm saying it. I'm telling you this because I know there's things that Pastor Greg and Kathleen have went through. And if I would to say the crap hole, or say the crap hole, I really wanted to say a different word, but the crap hole. They went through junk. And they need to be honored. And they need to be loved on. Some of you may not even know who they are, but if you do know them, love on them and honor them. And the list goes on and on and on. But do you know that, that Jen Hune has come in every single Wednesday for the last year, year and a half and painted that, two, that hallway over there, not asking for one dime, one penny or anything? She has painted that faithfully every single week. Every week she's here. And I hear her praying over that room, the room that she's in, whatever room it may be. And let me tell you, she's doing a phenomenal job. Because that whole children's wing looks way different than it ever has been before. But there's something there because of the faithfulness of her. Another couple that's that's been here for a long time that are faithfully praying over this building and praying over our congregation is Bruce and Cheryl Willis. They have been praying, asking God for this building and doing things in this room. If they're here on Sunday, they show up at 8 o'clock every Sunday, praying over our congregation, praying over every single one of these pews, asking God to move in each one of your lives. I take a drink cups always filled on Sunday mornings always and she's covering up her head because she doesn't like recognition either but, but Natalie and Courtney serve they do it behind the scenes no one ever knows this is something really small no one ever knows this but they don't do it for me because I rarely drink it I mean I did just now but there's times where she's like, comes up, Bo, you need to finish drinking this. The Winbergs. Every single Sunday. Man, you can't ask for, for better people than that. They you serve, you greet people as they walk in the door, and you love on them. I know Lana's not here this morning. I don't know why, but she's not, but that's okay. But but you can let her know. Man, I love you and value you guys for the time and effort that you've put in faithfully over the last several years. Because I don't three years since I've been here. I don't know how long it was before then, but I'm assuming a long time. But there's something that you guys have invested. The children's workers every Sunday that we have children's workers here and and most of us don't even know what they do except they watch our kids but they are imparting into them things that are great that are godly that they don't have a junior holy spirit but they listen to what God's saying and they're writing on the board encouraging them to write on the wall of what God's doing what God's saying what's your prayer And, and sometimes it's scribble sometimes it's a picture of something Sometimes I don't even know what it is. But the thing is, is it's teaching them to hear the voice of the Lord at a young age. And I can continue going down a list of people that have sacrificially given and done things in this church. Not just this church, but other churches around the community. But when we have a kingdom mindset When we have a Christ-like mindset, we come along each one another and we humble ourselves and we say, how can I serve you? How can I help you? Let's walk hand in hand that we may be the body of Christ. Because let me tell you this, Jesus is coming back someday. It might be today. It might be, before I finish this sentence, it might be 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. We don't know. But let me tell you, he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. You know who's his bride? We are. You know who's not pure and spotless? But I want to be. My heart is to reflect the glory of God. And so I've got to learn and am learning and trying to wrap arms with one another regardless if there's hurt and pain, regardless if there's things that are in my way because I want God to break my heart for what breaks this. I want God to be shined through me that these chairs will be filled. That this body, this building cannot contain what God wants to do. That our churches in Kearney area will be completely filled up. Because I want to see God's presence in this city. I want to see God's presence in this state. I want to see God's presence in this country like we've never seen it before. That means we link arms. Say, hey, let's go through this together. There's a song that I used to do. We did a master's, a human video. I don't know if any of you know who master, what master's is or even what a human video is. Master's is a nine-month discipleship training that Jonathan and I went together out in Spokane, Washington with. And just really quick, you know, I don't care to get into it all. And a human video is, you know, doing a video of the music. And um, sometimes I felt like a dork doing it. And we're doing it, but I did it anyways. But there's this one that we did that says, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. We need each other more than ever before. More than ever before. Because the lion, or excuse me, the enemy is like a a, a lion trying to devour each one of us. He's trying to cause division between each of you. Because if he can do that, then then what will happen is the church will fall apart. Let me tell you, no rock will ever cry out for me. Because I'm gonna cry out until the day I die that Jesus is Lord in my life. And I'm gonna fight for each one of you Regardless if I'm here, regardless if I go somewhere, regardless of what happens, regardless if you pass out, whatever it may be, I'm gonna fight for the body of Christ, and that is my commitment. Because and I'm gonna fight for the people out there that are lost that so desperately need us. Not me, not us, God, sorry, but they need the body. And so this morning. As we close, I just ask that you be introspective a little bit. Find a spot, you chair, you come up here. Or I have the altar workers can come up and they can pray over you if you want some prayer. But in reality, remember Jesus broke the bread and man I'm telling you this hit me hard Jesus broke the bread knowing that those people were going to deny him he went to that cross knowing that people were going to reject him but he still did it anyways the Lord this morning. Lord, where can I serve? Where can I serve the body of Christ? It might not necessarily, pl- it might not necessarily be plugged in here at a dream, in a dr- one of our dream teams. It might, be, it might be in the community. But ask the Lord, Lord, where can I get plugged in at? Because, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to serve your body. So find a place. Find the, find the chair, kneel, whatever come up and pray with one of these people as we close in this this song. Just pray if you go this week. May the Lord shine his glory upon you. May you see him in new ways and may you experience him in new ways. Feel free to to leave at any time. But even if you just want to soak some more as the Lord just talks to you, feel free to stay as long as you want and continue worshiping. So God bless.